Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Across the Pond Sports Podcast. And um, we are back for week 15 review. And um, we've got Katie coming right up. Do get us on our website, atpsportspod.net. And also... Um, on social media, just search for Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Um, but we're going to be really fast tonight and uh, get straight on with the show. Okay, so back with the Week 15 review, uh, we have Katie. Um, Katie, we start Thursday. Thursdays are always games that you yeah, Really just can't judge what's going to happen. Thursday night football has been strange. The Chargers beat the Raiders. I very much thought that the Raiders were going to come back. Uh, but Justin Herbert probably has his best game of the season. The kid gets better and better uh, as the season's going on. Um, and he, I think he's trying to cement a rookie of the year spot for himself. Um, yep. on, the, on the kind of sadder side of this game, uh, we lose Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, well... Yeah, you, you said so many important things right there. Like, I think that Justin Herbert is having a brilliant rookie season, and and it's now a record-setting rookie season. He's he is having a great uh, coming out party, and I think that it's it's really good because all we really heard about during the draft was Joe Burrow, and there was a lot of questions around Justin Herbert and his accuracy and his decision making. And well, he's proved all the scouts wrong. Um, he is just coming out and and having a great season. And again, like you said, it was it was sad. We we saw Derek Carr go down, but holy cow, Marcus Mariota, um, why has he just been sitting on the bench all year? Uh, I I know when when the Raiders signed him to that two year seventeen million dollar deal um, to sit on the bench, I was kind of like, what is that about? That seems like a, an awful lot of money to play a guy that's not going to to play. But when he got his name called, he went out there and he had a a fantastic game it, it was almost like a well it, it, it's it's like the his coming out party again it, it was a, a sight for me to see and I was I was like man if he would have been playing like this in Tennessee just imagine how good the Titans could have been but 
maybe all he needed was just a, a change of scenery because he he had a fantastic game. Again, he they, he wasn't able to pull out the victory, but what a game! Yeah, I mean, he was their top rusher for the for the Raiders as well. Um, eighty-eight yards up on nine carries, and um, he threw for a touchdown. He did get an interception as well, um, but Herbert didn't have any interceptions, and that's something that probably a couple of weeks ago, you know, he was he was really struggling. He was getting sacked a lot and all the rest of it. So he's done really well. Eckler, he ran okay. I, I don't think it was much of a running game from from either team, to be perfectly honest. And um, it was pretty dire. Um, but there's a lot of long throws. Um, Waller had 150 yards. I mean, that's he's been putting up big numbers um, this season, so he's done pretty well. Um, so the, the Chargers win 30 to 27. Um, but your Broncos, they, they had a bit of a, a it was a Saturday game, um, and I, I was full of hope for for this Broncos defense. I really was, and uh, they they kind of let you down somewhat. Yeah, this is a really hard game to watch because you know how I feel about Josh Allen. You know, listeners know how I feel about Josh Allen. And I'm sure it's hard enough to watch him on Sunday. Yes, it's hard enough to watch him on red zone and be like, man, he could have been our quarterback. But then to have him come into Denver and just trounce the Broncos and um, think it's all of us here in Denver are like, what could have been? That's what could have been. Um, and, and we, we passed on him. I mean, Bradley Chubb, like, don't get me wrong. Bradley Chubb is a phenomenal rushing rusher, but, oh man, to have a quarterback, that'd be so exciting. I mean, never, the Broncos never even had a chance in this game. I mean, it was 21 to 13 at halftime, but then they came out and uh, the Bills came out in the second half and just ran away with the game. Um, it was a sad game for us here in Denver. And, uh, again, I mean, it kind of just left thinking of what could have been. Yeah, so I was on the Collide chat, chatting to people, and um, it was probably the majority of Broncos fans that were in that chat. And, uh, yeah, it went quite quiet in the second half. <laughs> I have to say um, that the chat could have died down quite quickly. Um, it, was, it was a tough game. I mean, even if you look at the receiving yards, total receiving yards, Denver had 132 compared to 359. That's that's just massive. That's just so many first downs. Tiny, well, tiny exactly. Game. Yes. And I mean, like that's, you said 132 yards for the Broncos passing compared to 359. And the Broncos were averaging four yards a pass while the Bills were averaging nine yards a pass. I mean, that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out like if you're average of throwing the ball is double that of the opposing team you're going to win the game it's yeah it was it was definitely a really hard uh really frustrating game to watch here but I mean we're getting better every every week here in Denver but that this it's exciting for the Bills their first AFC North championship um in I'm sorry AFC East championship in what like since 1995 so uh, yeah, it was 95, 25 yeah. years. So that's awesome for Bill's fans. I'm super excited for them. Super excited for Josh Allen and, um, you know, Stefan Diggs that talk about a great pairing, uh, a, a trade that really worked well for both teams, for the Bills and for the Vikings. You know, 
Stefan Diggs gets to be the number one guy there. He's not doing, you know, sharing number one duties with Adam Thielen like he was before in Minnesota. And the Vikings got Justin Jefferson. So it it was a great trade for both teams, but seeing Josh Allen and the changes that he's made with his throwing motion and his accuracy, Bills fans should be really excited and I'm happy that they got their first AFC championship. Yeah, I think they'll be looking forward, looking forward to the playoffs. Um, they've got a lot to, to look forward to. I think they might make a, a decent run. Um, another team that are, I think are going to make a very good run in the playoffs is the Green Bay Packers. Um, they comfortably went past the Panthers, 24-16. Um, this was, I mean, Aaron Rodgers did get sacked five times, um, which I don't think happens very often. Um but, it was a poor showing, honestly, out of Aaron Rodgers. Like compared yeah. to what we have seen, I mean, he only had 143 passing yards and one touchdown and a quarterback rating of, you know, 59, I think. So, for him, like the better quarterback of the of this game was actually Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, if it wasn't for Jones's running, um, he was he ran 145 yards um, and on just 20 carries. So, um, he had a he had a good game, um, but it was the passing game was pretty. Uh, from Green Bay, they just didn't really seem to find a, a rhythm. Maybe it's playing on a Saturday. I don't know. Um, playing a day early, I don't know if it makes that big a difference. Uh, I mean, Davis didn't really have much of a, a rushing game. Obviously, McCaffrey was out still. So, yeah, it was a wasn't a great game to watch. I mean, I'm glad this one was actually on at 1 a.m. and I kind of watched the highlights the next day. Because um, I mean, the highlights weren't great to watch either, because um, there wasn't many highlights. Uh, but it is what it is, I guess. It, the Panthers, the Packers, get past the team that they they kind of really needed to win. So um, I guess for them, they've done exactly what they needed to. Yeah, and I think that too. It, it, Devontae Adams, you know, he was shut down completely. I think that I would have liked to see the Green Bay Packers win this game a little bit more handedly. Um, because they are, a, well, at the time they were a, a 10 and 3 team, but now they're an 11 3 team and they're playing against a, a 4 and 10 team. So I think that having a more, you know, resounding victory against the Panthers would have made me feel better about them going into the playoffs. But Devontae Adams had his, you know, streak of um, eight games, well, of, of games with a touchdown ended. So he had eight straight games with a touchdown and that ended. Um, so he had a really kind of disappearing act for this week. So they have to find a way to get him more involved and come out for weeks 16 and 17 and, and be really strong um, and kind of start ramping up for those playoffs, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, another team that disappeared completely um, on Sunday, moving on to Sunday's early games, uh, the Houston Texans, they, they didn't turn up at all whatsoever. And Indianapolis Colts took a really early lead. Um, Rivers has really, I think at the start of the season, he just looked shaky. He was having on and off games. But he's really found consistency as the season's gone on. Because um, I know I was slating him at the beginning of the season, but he's done really well. Um, 228 yards, uh, two touchdowns. He only sacked once, no interceptions. It was it was pretty much a, a kind of veteran quarterbacks kind of game. He, he did really well. Watson did throw for a bunch um, and two touchdowns. Um, he was sacked five times. His offensive line 
we're doing him zero favours um, in this game. And again, a team that had absolutely no rushing, they didn't even, as a team, didn't even break 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things too, I think that that just speaks to the, the glaring problems that they have on their offensive line. He's getting, Deshaun Watson, who is a mobile quarterback, is getting sacked five times and there is zero running game. And while we can place a ton of blame on David Johnson and, and company, um, whoever's back there in the backfield each week, I, I feel like there's just a rotating door. But while we can bl- try and blame them a lot, those guys on the offensive line have to create holes for, for them. I mean, if, if and if Deshaun Watson can't even get away, I think that that's really what the, the a huge problem for the Texans is, is their offensive line. They were able to hang in there, um, come back and, and try to make it interesting. I think that Zach Pascal had a fantastic game. It was great to see him get two touchdowns. And but Jonathan Taylor, man, he's he's going to be really good for the Colts. I, I feel like he's going to be in fantasy next year. He'll probably be one of those uh first running backs off the board because he's uh, he was always the workhorse when he was back at Wisconsin and in the NFL, like he has fully taken the reins and just run, run, ran with it. So it's exciting to see him make the transition to the NFL. So six incompletions. It's nice to see him finally kind of finding his groove with the Colts. And that's what's most important is um, when you get hot in this league and uh, the Colts definitely are, are getting hot at the right time. Yeah, they are. And like I say, Rivers looks really consistent. And I think if he keeps that up, um, they're going to be pretty good in the playoffs. Um, unfortunately, there was a team that we both kind of like on the side, um, although they were playing my Cowboys. Um, I still have a soft spot for the 49ers, but they were not out of the playoffs there. Now, <clears throat> no longer um, in, in anything, really. Um, they're not even at home. <laughs> they're not even in their own stadium. Um, but the Cowboys um, win pretty handedly, 41-33. Andy Dalton um, was was pretty good. Um, he didn't throw any interceptions. He was only sacked twice. His completion rate wasn't great, uh, but he still managed to throw for two touchdowns. And the big thing for me, the biggest thing for me, was Pollard because Zeke Elliott missed this game. And we win. Um, I don't know if that's you and I have coincidence. Been saying, yes. Yes. You and I have been saying for, for weeks now, like, what is wrong with Zeke? What's wrong with this guy? There is no reason for him to be playing like this. And apparently he's been nursing a, a calf injury for weeks. And finally, I said that last decided, week. Yes. Like, yes. is he injured? And I mean, like, why? Okay. If you're that injured, you need to take yourself out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know, <laughs> but I, th- I think that that's one thing too with, with, with Pollard, he, he came out and he had himself a day and I, I think it's great that he was able to um, have that kind of effect for the, for the Cowboys and, and, and give them a win against the 49ers because we've been saying that even though the 49ers are riddled with injuries, they're still coming out and playing pretty darn good. Um, but they're the Cowboys kind of trying to make a, a late season push here. I mean, are they going to be able to make the NFC East uh, and win it? Uh, well, we'll have to wait and see. I don't, I don't not count my chickens. Um, it's <laughs> only one game. Um, well... It's uh, that 
No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think mathematically, yes, we can do it, but I, nah, I, don't, I think it's weird. I look at the fixtures ahead, um, and I actually fancy the Giants to to get in there and, and do something pretty pretty decent. So um, we'll have to to wait and see what happens there. Um, in terms of the Cowboys, though, Elliot missing. Uh, we I said last week I thought he was injured, and this is why he's playing so bad. It was the only reason I could come up with to think why he would play so bad. Um, and yeah, he didn't play and they won. So I mean, it was a it was forty one thirty three. They won it in the fourth quarter, but still, um, it is an exceptionally important win uh, for them. Um, another team that got a very important win um, was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they've been looking for wins, try to pick them up wherever they can. Um, but it, they didn't really show up in the first half. Um, it, it was a, a very strange game. I actually thought Atlanta, after the first half, would win this. But then I then remembered that Atlanta are the team that played really well until like the third quarter and then, you know, just kind of walk off the field. Um, so they ended up losing 31 to 27. Um, so Alex Kranis, who we had on previously, who I maybe took the mic out of for losing games when you've been up so much. Um, they've done that again, Alex. I'm sorry. Um, Tom Brady was very, very good in this game. Um, he, his running game was terrible. The, the running side of the game was terrible. But Evans, Brown, I mean, they were just outstanding. He was able to find Brown and he was launching his long passes which he has struggled with this season um, but he was managing to launch them and he was hitting his guys yeah and that's the thing too like I was concerned I mean like you said the Falcons came out and they were up 17 nothing at halftime and then sure enough Tom Brady and company came out and said well let's put a stop to that and uh, scored 21 points in the, the third quarter and didn't get off the gas. And I think it's also interesting too, when Tom Brady was able to seal this, this victory against the Falcons has come from behind victory. It's the same day that the the Patriots were eliminated from the playoff contention for the first time in 12 years. Um, but I think that, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the, the Bucks won because I do feel like they are a, a better team than the Falcons. But I think that there is cause for concern. The fact that they were down by 17 points to the Falcons and they, narrowly beat them Packers Bucks I mean these are teams that are supposed to be super strong teams and we're coming into the final weeks of the season and it seems like they're letting off the gas or maybe things aren't clicking the way that they should be I am concerned over these these kind of powerhouse teams that I pictured going well into the playoffs narrowly pulling out victories um I don't know I I think that it's just it's something we probably should kind of keep an eye on like some of these teams like the Colts who are coming in at the end and, and getting really hot. Um, another team that got really hot at the right time, I feel is, is just like last year is the Tennessee Titans. Um, it's the Derrick Henry show again, same thing that they did last year at this time is they're, they're starting to just feed Derrick Henry even more. And he just goes out and continues running for 150 ish yards every week. And, um, it's, they get hot at the right time. And I can see teams that are getting hot at the end of the season, uh, actually maybe pushing out some of these more powerhouse teams like the Bucks and the Packers. 
Um, Derek Henry was an absolute beast um, on Sunday. He was Steph Arman, everyone. And when I say Steph Arman, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen someone have that much power. I mean, someone's throwing their whole body at him, and yet he can hold them off with one arm. Um, I tell you something, if if he ever runs for a bus, um, he could probably stop it. Let's be honest. Um, he's, he's just—I mean, a lot of a lot of kind of sports stars call themselves Superman and get Superman tattoos and all this kind of malarkey. He—he he literally is Superman. I mean, he just flies down that field. I think a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember against two. I think it was maybe the Jaguars. He broke four tackles in one play. That didn't quite make it to the end zone, but you're like. Hang on, there's four guys around his ankles trying to pull him down, and he's still going. So he was awesome um, on Sunday. And I think if no one can find an answer for Derek Henry, um, teams are going to struggle because Ryan Tannehill was awesome in this game. He also had a great game 273 yards for, for three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, he hit Davis for 110 yards on just four receptions and a touchdown. So A.J. Brown, he, he had a pretty decent game as well. I mean, the Lions are the Lions, and, you know, they, they're going through their turmoil. Uh, so there's not really too much you can say about them, other than that they're probably using Adrian Peterson far too much um, and, and trying to rely on a veteran that's about two years younger than Frank Gore. Um Stafford had an okay game, but they'll probably move on from him, I think, at some stage. Um, well, he was, I think, he did have that rib injury, too. I was actually surprised to see them even try and play Stafford because I, I feel like the Lions are kind of out of it. So why try and play Stafford um, through his rib injury? Give Chase Daniel more reps, see what he has to offer you in case he does come out and have a great game. And... Um, that, that way you feel more comfortable about walking away from Matthew Stafford next year. I was really surprised to see Stafford start in this game. Yeah, because um, we've obviously seen Drew Brees with rib issues, although he had like 5,000 broken ribs, um, uh, and he only came back this week. So um, ribs are something, especially when quarterbacks are taking big hits, um, as much protection as the quarterbacks get from referees. Um yeah, it's not it's not easy to take those hits, um, and if you've got broken ribs, you can potentially make it a lot worse. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. It was a, a bit of a strange one. Um, one that probably was strange for for us. You've already mentioned it. Is the New England Patriots were knocked out of the playoffs um, by the Miami Dolphins and Tua. <laughs> It's weird. He, he threw for only 145 yards, and you would say that's a bad day for a quarterback, really. But they still managed to win 22 to 12 against. Well, look at the Bill rushing Belichick. game that they had. Look at yeah. the rushing game. That's what. I mean, who cares if if? Yeah, are you kidding me? I mean, that's insane. I mean, like that. I mean, uh, Ahmed had 122 yards. Breda had 86 yards. I mean, like everyone just was able to find the holes this it's shocking to me because the Patriots defense was so so good last year 
It was so good. I mean, like Patriots defense was scoring more points than some quarterbacks, you know, for fantasy. That's how good their defense was last year. And it's, it is a shell of itself. They're having problems at quarterback. Um, I mean, everything in New, that can go wrong for New England, I feel kind of is. I mean, they're still sitting at six and eight, but I mean, they can eliminate from the playoffs. That's crazy to me. That because I just feel like they've been such, they've had that that placeholder there for them, season in and season out. Yeah, and the thing about the New England Patriots is it was always going to be tough after Tom Brady. What did has made it tough for the the New England defense is the fact that um, so many players opted out of the season uh, because of COVID, and that. That is their being their biggest issue. Um, it was eight players from their defense, um, and plus another four, and um, from the offense, all kind of decided they weren't going to play this season. And, and fair play to them, it's, it's their the choice. Edelman's out. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, it was a. It's a. It's a tough one for them. And uh, but Bill Belichick's not going to look for excuses. He's. I think he's already kind of said. You know we didn't do what we expected to do this season. And um, he's probably sour about it. And it, you probably wouldn't want to be coached by him for the next couple of weeks, let's be honest, because <laughs> it's just going to be miserable. Um, talking about miserable, um, the Vikings, I, I really thought that they would have the Bears um, and they lost to the Bears 33 to 27. Um, Chicago under Mitch Trubisky. Um, I mean, oh God, I'm saying Mitch Trubisky picked up a win for the Bears. Um, I know. The Bears are seven and seven. Vikings now six and eight. Um, the Vikings really looked like they were making a really strong playoff push, but a loss to the Bears by six. Um, it's got to be worrisome if you're a Vikings fan. Yeah, and I think that what we saw, I mean, we saw a game between two fantastic rushers. I mean, Dalvin Cook had 132 yards and a touchdown. Montgomery on the Bears had 146 yards on 32 carries. Are you kidding me? Um, I mean, if you're going to keep be able to find that type of space and holes, uh, it, it, it's going to be a, a quick game because that clock's going to keep running. But that's the thing that I, just blew me away was how effective both teams really kind of were on offense. I mean, looking at the stat lines, you would think that either team had the stat lines to have a victory. But Mitch Trubisky is coming on late here and really trying to kind of, I think, make um, a name for himself there in that that Bears organization uh, to, to keep him around a little bit longer and that uh, – to not have fools take over his job entirely. So I think that they're they're starting to click again. I mean, again, another team that's kind of getting hot at the end of the year, which is great. Um, Trubitsky and Allen Robinson, they have a, an incredible chemistry, those two. And if you remember at the beginning of the year, Robinson was, was asking to be traded or released. Um, we haven't heard grumblings from him too much lately. So he must be happy now because Trubitsky's back and throwing the ball his way a lot. So um, I think that it's it was an interesting game to me because I thought that look on paper that the, the Vikings were the better team. Um, but apparently the, the Bears, they're not done yet. No, it, it definitely looks like they're, they're not done. And they're ready to 
to play. Um, another man that was playing off the field um, on Sunday Sunday night uh, was Dwayne Haskins. Um, he's in a, a spot of bother. He's had to make some apologies. Um, he decided to visit a strip club um, <laughs> on Sunday. Um, and when you lose a game to the Seahawks, um, it's probably not the best look anyway. Um, but to make it worse, um, he was pictured without masks and, and everything else. So... Um, yeah, not a great day all round for the Washington football team. Um, and then obviously there's the result itself. Um, Riviera was forced to play Haskins. Um, he probably didn't like that as it was. Um, but this, this doesn't doesn't give Haskins a, a kind of halo above his head, does it? No, um, I feel like for a guy that's kind of been in the doghouse all season anyways, why give any reason to to release you or to trade you? Um, but I guess, that, you know, he didn't come to me and ask me what my professional advice was. So, um, I mean, he they, he had plenty of opportunities to, to win the game. I mean, he, he had 55 attempts, Haskins did. Um, and five yards but there was no help from the rushing game and uh I mean this this Washington team needs to try to to get back on track without having um Alex Smith in there I mean and the, the the thing is from this game what stands out to me is how bad Russell Wilson has been playing these past few weeks he only threw for 121 yards I mean Chris Carson he's back he only ran for 63. I mean, everything from the, the, the potential MVP that we were saying at the beginning of the year with Russell Wilson. Oh, man, he's got MVP written all over him for this season. He's he's out there to, to win, and he's running the ball. He's putting up 400 yards passing. Where is that guy? I mean, he's he's been in the shadows the past few weeks, and he needs to come out and, and start making a better push for his team. I mean, they're sitting at 10-4. and four. They're going to be in the playoffs, but they got, again, another NFC team that is really kind of uh, limping their way into the playoffs here, I feel, um, but getting these narrow victories from teams that they should be running all over. Do you think they're maybe just taking their foot off the gas because they know that they're in the playoffs and, you know, they, they don't have to set the wall on fire against teams like Washington? Well, does anyone want a first round buy? I mean, I, I think that really I would, if I were a team and I, I had the opportunity to, to have a week off in the playoffs, I would absolutely take it, especially considering some of them had their bye week at week three. <laughs> you know, so I think that I don't understand why there, there's, there's not more urgency to, to get some, you know, take, take a 30 point lead into this into halftime and then you can have your your break and let the backups play I don't understand why these teams I feel like they're just kind of backpedaling their way for the rest of the season here and the, some of these teams like Washington the Giants the Cowboys those NFC East teams there's a battle for them to get into the playoffs that for, you know they're all trying really hard still and if you're going to be playing that type of football and have that momentum that's actually probably going to take them a little bit further into the playoffs than some of these teams that are just 
like I said, limping in and, you know, I feel like they're just taking their foot off the gas at the most important time of the season. Um, yeah, and a, a team that found some gas, finally, um, was the Baltimore Ravens. And they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so the number one pick um, debate took a, a bit of a twist on Sunday. Um, so Jacksonville do lose 40-14. Um, to 14. Um, your, your boy Minshew was back in, 226 yards for two touchdowns. No interceptions. Um, he was sacked five times. Um, but Lamar seemed to be pretty comfortable. Um, he looked pretty good. He threw, uh, threw for three touchdowns. There was an interception, um, but he was running. He was mobile. He seemed to look a bit more comfortable. Yeah, and I think that the biggest storyline uh, on this game is how the the Ravens were able to shut down James Robinson. Um, for as much hype and love that I gave him last week, he you know put up a stinker. Uh, you know, I think like only like thirty five yards on sixteen carries. So uh, that was that was something to kind of you know that they were able to shut him down. It's going to be easy though when it's pretty much their only offensive threat. Yeah. Um, well, not... they, they were down by 26 going into halftime, you know, so, yeah. I mean, you're not going to be running the ball that much. Um, you are going to be relying more on your quarterback and it's, it was, you know, Minshew's first start since uh, the end of October. And, you know, he, he returned from his thumb surgery injury and then for some reason was still benched uh, <laughs> for uh, Mike Glennon. And, uh, but then he came back out, went, 22 for 29 for 226 yards and two touchdowns, but there's still the, the turnover problems. You know, he had, he lost a fumble. He was sacked five times. I think that that's a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that they're still working on in Jacksonville. They have a young team. Um, I feel like I say that every week, but they, they have a young team. There still is a lot of problems in trying to figure out exactly how to get that protection, create those holes and, who knows where Minshew will be next year? I don't. I think that maybe they'll draft another quarterback. Well, because with what we're going to be talking about here in the after the break, but um, it might be good for for you know Minshew to have that quarterback competition um, next year, and maybe it'll help him up his game a little bit. Well, let's let's hope so. And as Katie said, we are going to take a break, and we will be right back with the late Sunday games. Uh, believe it or not, a New York team wins, but probably not the one that you thought. So we'll be right back. Okay, so as I mentioned before the break, um, there was a win for a New York team, um, but it wasn't the Giants. It was the New York Jets. Now, What have they done? Well, by the looks of it, they've just given away the number one pick um, in the draft to Jacksonville. Um, The Rams, I, I think we've said this all season, the Rams have been hot and cold all season long, um, winning games that were probably games that they had no business winning and losing games that they really should have won. You would put that in this column. Um, the Jets, 23 to 20. I was flabbergasted. Um, Frank Gore was my highlight. Um, one touchdown from 59 yards. Uh, the hundred, he must be like 160 now. Um, it was his 100th career touchdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's, he had a special day, and I, I feel for the guy. Um, but he was their lead rusher 
for the Jets as well. Of course he was. Of course he was. Because, I mean, Adam Gase is still the head coach. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot to write about this game at all. Um, Goff was so non-existent as a quarterback. Um, that guy needs to find some consistency. Um, we, we spoke earlier about Rivers, you know, not having that consistency at the beginning of the season. Goff hasn't had it all season. So um, this was a, a strange old game. Um, and I, I don't know what to say. I mean, they've just given away the number one pick. Well, one, the Jets gave away the number one pick. Uh, I mean, there's still two weeks left for for the, you know, maybe the Jags will win, but I don't foresee them doing that now with them having the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence. Um, And we, like I said, was, you know, with Gardner Minshew, maybe it'd be good to have a little bit of quarterback competition there, but the Rams, they could have clinched a playoff berth with a win. And instead they were left, you know, with one of the, the, probably the most embarrassing losses uh, of the season. So, I mean, nothing was clicking for the Rams. Their their offense wasn't clicking. Their defense wasn't sharp. I think that it's, I mean, and, and the Jets came out, and despite what we've said every week about the beer, there being two sides of New York with the Giants, who are actually trying to win games, and then the Jets, who are actually trying to lose games, that was different this week. Um, the, the Jets came out, and they tried their hardest to win, and they had were able to do the victory formation, one of the most exciting, you know, formations to do in football. So it was great to see them uh, get their, their win, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know now what the front office is thinking, but, uh, but maybe they, maybe they really want to stick with Sam Darnold and they didn't want to draft Trevor Lawrence. So uh, who knows exactly what's, what's going on there in, in New York and that New York front office. But like you said, Jared Goff wasn't that sharp. Camp makers was shut down. Nobody really stepped up for the Rams on defense, and the Jets took advantage of it. Yeah, they, they really did. Um, another team that took advantage of the weekend was uh, the Cardinals. They were taking on the Eagles. They pick up the win 33 to 26. Um, this game was probably closer than I thought it would have been. Um, Hurts, though. Uh, for the Eagles, he, he looks pretty legit, doesn't he? Oh yeah, I think that once is going to be walked, walking next year. Um, if they don't cut him, they will trade him, or vice versa. If they don't trade him, they will release him. Um, I, I think that they are, they found something special with Hertz. Um, and he, three hundred thirty-eight yards, three touchdowns. I mean, both quarterbacks had phenomenal days, though. I mean, Murray was back, and he was looking good. I mean, he, he had over 400 yards passing. He did have a pick, but, I mean, are, are you kidding me? 400 passing yards off a of 36 attempt, that's phenomenal. That's over 11 yards per attempt. And when you're doing that, I mean, that's every time you throw the ball, every time you complete the a pass, it's a first down. So you're going to win games when that's your average, and you're having that kind of play out of your quarterback. Yeah, um, Murray was sensational. Um, we we spoke over the last couple of weeks that we thought he was maybe injured, um, and and maybe he was just trying to force things too much. He didn't look too mobile. His throwing motion looked a bit off, but he he looked absolutely on point um, in this game. And the Eagles' hurts 
I think if Wentz plays in this game, this game's not even close. Um, Hurts really did make a, a big, big difference in this game. Um, a, a player that I'm going to talk about next is for the New Orleans Saints, who made a big impact and really nearly um, put a, a spanner in the works for the Chiefs um, on the, the kind of defensive side. Um, the, Hendrickson, um, he went after Mahomes time and time again, and he was just blasting past uh, the offensive line. And as I mean, Mahomes was lucky to be sacked just four times because there was at least another three or four times that that kid Hendrickson got so close. Um, the Saints do lose, um, and Patrick Mahomes does again find a way to win 32 to 29 um, but what we've seen from Kansas all year is when you look at the quarter scores they're all the same pretty much like they're all in the same kind of margin so 7-7-7-11 um, to finish off and yeah. when you look at the box scores from previous games it's kind of similar it's always around the same kind of score so I think Kansas are just so consistent and it's their consistency that no one can really touch just now. Yeah. The, uh, we say it every week, super Superman, uh, you know, my che- human cheat code, Patrick Mahomes, he's with the sidearm throws and odd shovel passes. I mean, he's always finding the open guy and it's, it's shocking to me. I mean, I just don't understand it because, you know, every play you know every receiver will get open or you know eventually on a play and typically that's it it never gets to that time for for the quarterback to see you know which receiver will be open especially if there's a ton of pressure but he's he does it time and time again he's always able to find the 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 big play he's always able to find the open receiver and he's I mean, it sucks that the Broncos are in the Chiefs division because um, I would really like to like Patrick Mahomes more. But since we play against him twice a year, I don't, I can't like him. Um, so, but I mean, it, he's so good. And I, I just see them kind of being the next dynasty um, now that the Patriots are kind of done. So there, there's just no stopping them. And like we said before, uh, you know, with, They've kind of lost some of their their rushing game. I, I don't know what's going on with uh, you know Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 100% timeshare between the two of them. And this was the first week that we saw them do anything with that timeshare. Um, they they both had been averaging for like a total of like 60 yards between the two of them for the past few weeks. And this is the first week that we saw them actually kind of get something up and and running. Um, Edwards Hilaire had 79 rushing yards. Bell had 62 and a touchdown. So it's great to see that they're finally kind of starting to click. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, the Saints, it was Drew Brees, his first game back. He started off a little slow. Alvin Kamara never got up and running. Um, and we were without Michael Thomas again. And that's one of the things where I think Michael Thomas has spent a lot of time on the bench, well, not on the bench, but on the injury report. And not that Emmanuel Sanders is a slouch by any means, but there's the, the, he needed another he needs that Michael Thomas out there um, to to really kind of keep these games uh, even closer to to get that victory and 
um, what an exciting game now coming down to, you know, the final, final plays and just that, that field goal for the win. Uh, it looks as though as well, Edward Solaire is going to be out for a bit um, after he took a bit of a, a bit of a tumble. So um, that timeshare isn't going to be a timeshare and Le'Veon Bell is going to be the, the main man because Edward Solaire is out for the rest of the regular season and they do reckon he'll be back for the playoffs. Um, a team that is putting themselves out of the playoffs and we, we talked about the Jets and them winning. Um, unfortunately, the Giants lost. Um, they lost pretty well um, to Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, they took them a quarter to get into the game. Um, but Nick Chubb and um, Hunt, they didn't really do too greatly in this game. And it was the same for the receiving game as well. There really wasn't a lot to talk about in this game. It was kind of a... It was a flat game. Very for flat. a Sunday night Very game. Flat game, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for prime time. You know, those are my this, games. Those are my favorite games yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um, this this was pretty pretty dire. And McCoy, two hundred twenty one yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So he's not making mistakes. But yeah, I mean, you're not going to win games with two field goals, are you? <laughs> yeah, it's you know I don't know what's. I feel bad for. New York because they you, you can see how much they rely on on Saquon Barkley but like you said we didn't see too much of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt this week and it kind of was just a flat game um something that you know we're not used to really seeing on Sunday night uh, I, I feel like even if it is Sunday night and it's a, a stronger team versus a, a weaker team like this is um typically the, the stronger team will come out and just you know slaughter them so I think it. this is kind of a, I feel like a, a slow motion game. Um, but, you know, Colt McCoy was okay for the, for the Giants uh, playing for the injured Daniel Jones. And maybe it would have been a better game if Daniel Jones were healthy. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think that maybe next, I don't know, maybe next year for the Giants when they have Saquon back and, and a healthy roster. But I wish that it was a little bit, you know, more of a, a slaughter for the for the Browns to, to come out and really just go at them. Yeah, um, I think they, they probably took their foot off the gas um, somewhat when they, they kind of realized they were up so much. Um, a team mm-hmm. that really didn't take their foot off the gas in Monday night football um, and probably shocked a lot of the league um, was the Bengals. And we knew shocked that the, the league, shocked me. I mean, uh, shocked me. I'm floored. <laughs> Lord. We, knew, we knew the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they lost two in a row. Um, and we thought this would be their kind of comeback game um, to lead them into the playoffs. Um, and I, I looked on Collide and looked on the Steelers fans only page. And Ben Roethlisberger was taking some heat um, in that page, I must say. Um, there was calls for him to be benched and, and everything else. So um, the fans were not happy. However, have you ever seen a team win a game 27 points on the board and the passer only get, uh, throws for 89 yards? I mean, that's that's something that you don't see very often. Um, and in terms of the, the washing, they only really had 152 yards. I mean, we spoke about the 
um, the Browns and Giants been a slow motion game, but this game wasn't much better, was it? No, and like you said, it's it's one of the things where I'm like, gosh, it looks like the the Bengals came out and just ran all over the Steelers. But I'm like, you know, Finley only had 89 passing yards. Uh, Bernard only had 83 rushing yards. I'm like, what do they do to win this game so handedly? And it, it was a very surprising game, that's for sure. Um, I I don't know, maybe maybe you know having Benny Snell in there and and miss, missing James Conner made more of an impact in this game than, than what we would have thought. But it's, uh, yeah, it, I never saw them, the Steelers losing to the Bengals. I mean, they were just, they were undefeated. And we, we, were, we thought, hey, they could go the rest of the season and be undefeated because they're playing these weaker teams. And what is happening in Pittsburgh? So this is, uh, I mean, they're still going to be in the playoffs, but they're, they've not lost that first round by. And now they're, they're kind of just losing some, something here when again it matters most it's the end of the season you should be handedly beating these teams like the Bengals and no they're uh I can't they lost to the Bengals on Monday night yeah it was uh I watched the highlights of this game um because obviously it was on late for me so um I did watch the highlights the next morning and yeah I was pretty disappointed um I really felt that the Steelers and big bad Ben Wolfelsberger, who we've been talking about all year, uh, who's been doing exceptional stuff, um, just he looked mediocre. He didn't look great. The, the, I think the Steelers right across the line didn't look great. I don't know if that, but those losses that they've had, because obviously they went eleven and zero. I, I yeah. don't know if that this is like a like a domino effect that now that they've lost a game or two now three that, that things have yeah. just fallen apart for them yeah I mean it could be a mental thing for sure I mean so much of the game of football is mental and if you kind of have doubt or questioning anything in your in your head like oh gosh we lost to this team you know because we gotta we gotta try really hard and then you're over trying and overthinking things and then that's when mistakes happen so it's definitely um again I feel like I've said this this kind of the theme for today's show is these teams that we've been picking as being some of the strongest teams in the league, when it matters most, they're losing games and they're losing them to weaker teams. And this is not the time to be doing it. So these last two weeks, typically I feel like uh, sometimes, I mean, I, I remember seeing Tom Brady being sat for the last two weeks of the season because they, you know, the Patriots handedly had the first round, you know, the first round by, so they were able to rest their starters we're not seeing that this year because there's a lot of strong teams that are taking their foot off the gas when it matters most. That's it. And, and that is it for, for week 15. Jeez, we're almost a week 16. Um, it's, it's been a, is it just me or has it been a quick season? It feels like it's been a quick season. It feels like it's been a really fast season. Like I'm, I'm, I can't believe that the playoffs are just around the corner. Like it's, Christmas is almost here. New end of the year is almost here, and playoffs are almost here. And then, man, it's going to be the end of the season, and yeah. that'll yeah. that'll be that. <laughs> that will be that. Now, um, Katie, have you got anything to plug this week? 
Uh, yeah, as always, you know, be sure to, to to check out my podcast, Rocky Mountain Marketing. I did have the opportunity to go on YouTube um, on the Mind Dog TV show. That was fun. I did that over the weekend. And then I also went on YouTube for Cassandra Properties. Um, so if you're interested in learning some more social media tips, go check out either one of those YouTube channels. And uh, we had some really good discussions on best social media practices. Yeah, I, I, I did listen to the Cassandra one. Um, I did enjoy that. I would say we, I even talk about Across the Pond on it and my love she of did. football. And uh, if you want to get some more insight on why I love football so much, listen to that podcast. Yeah, because I learned a few things. Um, <laughs> Katie, no one will know this because I didn't even know it. Um, Katie did an officiating course um, in college, um, which... Football yeah, officiating, uh, yeah. Fo yeah. Football <laughs> officiating, yep. And... Uh, yeah, I did not know that. That was a that was an, a new one to me. Um, we do have a guest coming up um, on our next show, and to play guest win margins, we're going to do that again uh, for you on Thursday. Um, we've got uh, Sam Cardona, um, who's going to come and join us, um, and she has her own podcast as well, the girl who talks sports. Um, so you can check that out if you want to check it out before you, she comes on the show. Um, so she's going to come on and she's going to play guest and win margins with us um, for Thursday's show. Um, and apart from that, after Thursday, um, we're going to stop for Christmas. As you know, only the professionals play um, at Christmas. <laughs> so we, we won't be back until next week thereafter. But we do have our, our win margins show. And if you're an NBA fan, um, you can listen to me and Ryan on our previous show to this one. Um, we talked, we did a bit of a preview uh, to the NBA season. Um, we thought your Denver Nuggets were going to do pretty well, Katie, so you'd be happy. I think that they're going to do pretty good too. I think that the Nuggets and the Avs are both going to be, Colorado Avalanche, um, are both going to be doing pretty darn good this year. So again, I don't know though. So, I mean, maybe this is a discussion that we can have tomorrow with Sam, or not tomorrow, uh, on Thursday with Sam. Yeah. What do you think that teams and, and leagues that play these shortened seasons like MLB did this year, uh, NBA last year and this year, it's going to go 2021 is also going to be shortened. And then the NHL is going to be shortened. Are those, do those victories mean the same? Do those championships mean the same thing as they do? I mean, like for M MLB, I mean, like there's 160 games, you know, how many, you know, how much does that make a difference when you're only playing 60 games? You're playing a fraction of the amount of games you normally do is that victory and that championship still have the same meaning for these teams? So I don't know. I think, if you, I think if you ask the Los Angeles Dodgers, they would say it's a championship. Um, it doesn't matter <laughs> how many games they played. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, our, our next door neighbors are, are Dodgers fans, and I could never say that to them. <laughs> yeah, don't. And, and if we ever have Joel on the show as well, probably a good idea not to, to mention that. Um, well, thanks again for joining me, Katie, and we will catch you on our preview show of week 16. Thank you so much for Katie coming on yet again um, and giving us our views on what was week 15, and that is done. Week 16 coming fast and furious um, straight up on us. As I said, we do have Sam coming on um, from New York. She's a, a big Giants fan. Um, so we're looking forward to having her on the show to play guest and win margins this week. Um, so do join us for that. Um, and have a, a great rest of your week so far. And we'll speak to you on Christmas Eve.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.